0: The following is a paid presentation for AOWC Productions. They are fully responsible for its content. Any opinions expressed are all of a questionable nature, and we recommend not taking any of the guests' advice. The Art of Forecast is not responsible nor condones any of the opinions or ideas in this episode. Thanks for listening, and Enjoy! Good day, everyone. We have a special episode planned. We welcome Jason Wallace, friend of the show. Jason has been a longtime L5R player and played both Warhammer 40K Conquest and plays Android Netrunner. He recently earned his first regionals in Android Netrunner. He's here to talk about one of his favorite products. He's going to explain the benefits of making the transition from CCG to LCG and what he thinks of L5R making that transition. He'll talk to us about the benefits of C2L, the miracle drug no one wants you to know about. The FDA is in denial ffg won't even acknowledge its existence c2l it makes the ccg to lcg transition easier on you your family and your loved ones be sure to keep tuned to find out how you can get your very own c2l fabulous transitions
1: how ctl can help you
0: all right i'm tobin lopez i'm doug keister jason wallace welcome to the show
2: thanks for uh, having me on the show uh it, it's uh, i was uh a you know, big fan of the Tracks Sector Workcasts, and... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, loved what you guys did, and um, glad to see you guys are up and running again and talking about our newest LCG coming in the pipe. And
0: so, so Talk to us.
1: So, Jason, we've known you for a while, and we know that you're a former CCG player, L5R CCG player, and we'd like to know what your experiences were playing the game, what your favorite factions were, that sort of thing. You know, what was it like playing the, the old game? What were the tournaments like? Because none of us, uh, the normal cast of the show, really know because we didn't play the game. So, right. fill us in. We'd love to hear more. So, like most uh,
2: card players, I started with Magic: The Gathering back in the day, and uh, my friends introduced me to L5R because you know it's the late '90s. So, anime, you know, feudal Japan stuff is just everywhere. Everyone loves that stuff. I mean, if you're yeah. from, if you're in the, if you are involved in pop culture. With nerds in the nineties, <laughs> <laughs> chances yeah. are there
1: was something Japanese going on. All right, okay. Exactly. Gotcha. So, gotcha.
2: Uh, you know, my friends and I just made that leap, and uh, we played locally in my hometown of Normal, Illinois.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say you're from sh- Chicago is where this all happened. Yeah. No. Oh no, no no Normal. 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 Okay. All right. Sorry. Yeah. It's it's the look uh, on your face when I said Chicago was scary.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's it's Central Illinois. It's about two and a half hours south of Chicago. Okay. Uh, we're right in the middle of the state. So we're two hours from Chicago, St. Louis, and most importantly, Indianapolis.
0: Ah, very nice.
2: So when we played uh, L5R, we went to Gen Con every year. So I went probably four or five years playing L5R at Gen Con and never really did that great. I didn't consider myself like the best card player, but that was also not realizing that the card, the group of friends I played with were actually really competitive. And that's kind of spirit has carried with me as I've been playing. Netrunner and Conquest, and one of the uh, players in my group actually won Gen Con uh, L5R, and he won a suit of armor one oh,
0: year. Oh, wow. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I've heard about all the AEG prizes, how how amazing they have been from swords, katanas, which is a type of sword, I suppose. But a full suit of armor, that's But a full suit of armor is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah it was when uh, the uh, the monks uh, first became a faction that he uh, used the Dragon Clan to win an Enlightenment victory, and that was his win condition. And he did it throughout Gen Con. And so they're like, oh, I guess we'll make monks be a faction now.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> That's cool. Nice. All right. That is cool. So that was one of your best memories of the CCG, of your experience with the CCG? Watching your friend what, watch mem- destroy yeah, people? Destroy people, through people with monks
2: <laughs> and Dragon Clan. <laughs> All
0: right. Okay. Cool. Wow.
2: That's pretty cool.
0: So you had said before, privately, that Naga kind of went the way of the dodo. Right, <laughs> it kind of became extinct, and that's that's kind of one of the, one of the reasons that you gave up on the CCG. Is that correct?
2: Right. I, f- I first started playing uh line blitz. You know, line line weenies just go strong. But the uh, faction that I swore fealty to was the Naga clan. <laughs> swore <laughs> fealty wait, wait, wait. to.
1: Swore fealty to. Yeah,
0: you're gonna have to explain that a little bit.
2: Clan loyalty is big part of L five R and uh, playing the CCG. Like you stuck with your faction, and uh, when I first started playing. You know, I couldn't really figure out what clan I wanted and I chose Naga and they they had a publication called the Imperial Herald that you'd sign up for and you pretty much said that you know you're swearing fealty to your faction and so you get a subscription to that. Oh clan. my
0: gosh. Okay. All right. So you got like Wow, a, we were like talking a, about geek culture in the late nineties. This was yeah. a real insight into that. <laughs> this is this is neat.
1: Okay, so you <laughs> actually got like a Naga clan like newsletter or something? Yeah, it's called the right? the Imperial Herald. That's awesome. <laughs>
2: That's, that's, that's that really is cool. really pretty cool oh, yeah. actually. And that's and, and cool. everyone based on um you know who you signed up with you got a newsletter for your faction. So, you know, if you had different friends with different that were different clan members, you got different insights in the story, what's going on. You know, this is really before the internet had everything online, so right, right, right. You had to actually share and read and discuss about this stuff, and
0: that's awesome. I did not know that. That's pretty. That's... After all the things we've we've dove into with with researching this game, I have never heard that.
1: Yeah, that's I like. I've never heard like I I hang out a little bit on Reddit, and I haven't seen anything even related to it, like a clan newsletter. Or yeah, anything. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody talks about like the clan dinners and. All the, you know, well, maybe that's
0: just giving away Jason's age, <laughs> a bit. No, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, a... the, maybe some of the maybe the redditors well, and he the did Facebookers. Well, late nineties. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> we've already we've already discussed how uh, how this particular podcast is. Uh, There's more than one gray age. hair on this podcast. Yeah, exactly, Let's put it that way. Exactly. Wait,
2: you guys have hair? I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, were there any bad things? What were the kind of the shortcomings of the CCG as you saw it?
2: My, my faction went away. The Naga went to sleep in the story. So they were no longer a faction you could play with competitively in tournaments. So, you know, I went with Crab for a while. I know that's Doug's favorite.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so I played with Crab, but uh, it just kind of lost its flavor to me. But uh, then, you know, I stopped playing cards for many, many years. And uh, a few years ago, uh, a friend of mine introduced me to Game of Thrones, the first edition, because I love the IP there. And I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, card games? I don't want to buy them. I don't have the budget for that. He's like, no, this is, it's an LCG. I'm like, well, what's that? Well, you know, you buy a core set and then it's about 15 bucks a month. And then occasionally deluxe sets come out like only $15 a month. I, I can budget for that. With, right, with, right. with the CCG, it was, you know, you, you buy boxes and boxes of stuff and, you know, you get a bunch of useless commons that you'll never put in a deck. And the LCG, it's like, okay, you can actually pick what factions you want to play as Taylor, what, Packs you're gonna buy, uh, and I didn't really get into a got, but then my wife introduced me to you, Tobin, and yep. uh, I went to Total escape Games, watched uh, these guys play an Android Netrunner, and I went for what was it, three weeks? Yeah, two, two or three weeks. Two or three weeks. Yeah, I, yeah, did, yeah. I just sat there and watched them play because <laughs> that's how hesitant I was to start buying into a card game because with CCG, just it's a lot of money, and you know I, I have a mortgage to pay, you know. Family to feed, stuff like that. I got, I got responsibilities now. Right. And so, you know, I took the plunge. About a corset, set, started buying a couple data packs, and then my birthday came. I'm like, oh, I'm all in. Never, I love this game. And so I, <laughs> I bought everything up to get cu- caught up. And then, you know, then it's just maintaining it. And then when Conquest came out, it was the same thing. It's like. Okay, I, I got room for my brain for two card games and yeah, um,
1: yeah. That seems well, to be we, about we the also, limit for most people, actually.
0: Yeah, for the, the LCGs, season. it's it's really a limit of two. I mean, you can go and I've I, tried. I, I used That's to I tried. used to talk one and three quarters. <laughs> I used to see, talk about one and three quarters mm-hmm. because. You can give one your full attention, and then you can play the other one fairly well. But you can't keep up with the meta in both games. Keeping up with the meta with communities as large as Android Netrunners and as large as, as Conquest as was Conquest was is hard. Oh yeah, and you with
1: know. all the with the the size of the card pool in something like Netrunner, it gets exceedingly harder yes. to keep the, yes. the you know, keep yourself in that brain space. Yeah,
0: the meta the meta changes the 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 big decks the genet the generative decks the the power decks yeah. in netrunner uh, can flip on and off mm-hmm. right i mean the, jason and and you know you started in netrunner two and a half three years ago almost i think we're coming up on About three, 3 years, years right now, yeah. coming up on cuz it was during Has the it summertime. it been that long yeah yeah well netrunner okay, came out in I 2012 to old or something <laughs> yeah netrunner came out at gencon 2012 in 2012 yeah mm-hmm. and um, i
1: hopped in in 2013
0: Yep, and I was and I was in late 2012 mm-hmm. and I think Jason started coming to watch us in 2014. Sometime yeah, in I guess 2014, that, yeah, I guess right, so. right before
2: the lunar cycle uh came out. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was about 2
0: years in. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And then but you've gone to you've been been competing in Netrunner Store Championships and regionals for a while and congratulations you just won your first regionals up in Billings, Montana. So <laughs> that's a that's a hat in your cap. It's what happened in the last uh Few days, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm proud it's of awesome you. It's, it's awesome to do that. Yeah. So it's well, it's fun.
2: And what's really great about that uh, is I was telling the guys in Billings is this is a, that was actually the second tournament I've ever actually won, the first being L5R.
0: Oh, really? Oh, very nice. And oh, it, cool. was,
2: it was it was my friends and I actually did a road trip up to the Chicago suburbs, and so this is why I got the, you got the look earlier. Tobin, was, uh, we drove up, played in basically the equivalent of a store championship. And I won with my Naga deck and felt great about it. My friends did really well. And the players there were like, oh, well, we lost the we lost the prize support kit. So you don't actually get any cards or anything. And we, you can have some store." cards. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you've talked about that And that, that's a really bad taste in my mouth. Whereas with LCGs, you know, everyone has the art cards. I mean, uh, the guys in Montana were great. We, I, I came back with – because – the prize support's for up to, like, 64 players, I think, for regionals. For regionals, yeah, yeah. So what there was 14 of us. So we all got three alt-art smoke IDs. Yeah, which nice. Now, yeah. Which I can now then give out to other people. Like And uh, a CCG, alt-arts, you chase them down. You have to, you know, that's usually the best card. you got to pay more for it. But oh, LCGs, you got the foils and the rares. The foils, rares. But that doesn't exist in LCGs, where it's just it's a different version of what you already have bought. And so there's real no second-hand market. And that's another appealing factor of not playing a ccg right. although some
1: of right. those alt art cards that fantasy flight has produced oh. are just gorgeous oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah and, and they, they I can't they wait to better see. too. and they're and they're hard to get yes, some of them are. are very hard to get like mm-hmm. the gen so. con ones the 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 world's ones. Yep. those can be pretty hard to get yeah yep.
0: and euro championship ones yeah yeah so you've kind of covered the next question which is what are your favorite and least favorite parts of lcgs in general uh, you know, um, I don't know what you've mentioned. A lot of things that you like about LCGs—it's affordability, mm-hmm. knowing what you're going to get, the the lack of a chase for rares, yep. right? Is there anything that you don't like about LCGs or would like to see changed? One of the things
2: I'd like to see changed, especially being a competitive netrunner player, uh, now I can actually say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I, you know, I made the cut in a lot of store championships this past season, winning a regional now, uh, but. You know, we had streaming commentary for the game uh, and Billings, and uh, I was on there and commenting about the uh, asset spam with uh, one of the IDs, and uh, that's kind of like the new degenerative decks running around—is this asset spam archetype and. Um, Where you
0: just play a whole bunch of cards out, and the yeah. runner as the corporation, and the runner really does doesn't have do. anything to do. Yeah, the, it's just like almost you're playing, playing two solid. You're mm-hmm. playing two solitaire games. Yeah.
2: And, and uh, I, I know I'll echo a lot of the net runner players right now. It's like rotation should have happened earlier. Uh, that's the only thing I could really say about LCGs that I would like to see differently. Is you know cut back on the carpool because it's it's a new model of playing games you know
1: like that well we've only had like a couple of lcgs that have gone to the the size of card pool mm-hmm. that netrunner has it, you know you've got netrunner you had call of cthulhu and you had uh, game of thrones 1 1.0 and it seemed like game of thrones 1 at the end there was just collapsing under the weight of right the there was
0: cards. a reason they went for two to 2.0 right
1: right yeah and, and, and it and seems and like netrunner might be slightly on the verge of that so yeah,
0: so I th- a lot of people are waiting for rotation. I myself am one of those. People. Oh, me too. Yeah, I, I'm, I've, I definitely think okay. If you would have rotated uh, three months ago instead of three months from now, three months ago, that would there would be a seriously different meta in the game. Um, yeah. And and uh, so, now
1: the, the the latest MWL does help, right? But it doesn't com- doesn't seem like it completely fixes the situation. Right. The
0: MWL is kind of the restricted or uh, slightly restricted or restricted list for those of you who don't play netrunner. Okay, so those yeah, that is one thing that the LCGs uh, have, and a lot of people have been talking about that with respect to not only Netrunner, but also L five R as they as they look forward.
1: Yeah, I'm wondering if the if this is gonna if there needs to be a tweak to the rotation system because when Fantasy Flight back in 2014, when they meant when they when they announced rotation was going to start happening, they uh, they said that all their all of their LCGs are going to follow the same format. Right. And it's the the first pack of the eighth cycle. Triggers rotation. Triggers rotation. Mm-hmm. The, the the two oldest of the seven that are the seven finished cycle dropouts. So we've got five sets plus whatever's coming out. So uh, with Netrunner, we found that it seems like it should have happened instead of at pack five or the end of packs, you know, pack seven, the cycle seven. It should have happened maybe at the end of Cycle 6.
0: Right, right. And that's what a lot of people are... Well, I say a lot of people. I've seen a few posts. Myself being the one of in those our, people. In, our, lo- yeah, in, our, in our local meta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So as a player coming from the L, from what you remember of the L5R CCG, what excites you? What are you a little bit hesitant about?
2: So an- another thing uh, about the original L5R that I usually was in the receiving end on is the snowball effect of your provinces break, then you're... You don't get as many cards from your dynasty draw, uh, and so I guess
1: I have sort of a sub question about that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What? How big of a negative play experience was that for you? A uh, very extremely negative. So,
0: so the idea being that once they take that one province, it just starts collapsing.
2: Yeah, that that's the other thing I've enjoyed about playing Netrunner Conquest is you know you especially with Conquest you. Might be losing, but you always could try to find a way out. If you, you, if you, it rewarded skill, whereas in L5R, it just kind of be seems like if you had a bad draw, and you lose a couple, of pro, you lose a province within the first one or two turns, then it just snowballs, and then there's nothing you can do. You just sit there, and just watch as your you, you, as, your game, you, just as your game just deteriorates, and there's nothing you can do about it. Right. Whereas with Netrunner, you can bluff your way out. You could, I mean, you know, you could have five agendas in your hand. And the way you react and act, someone might not ever want to run HQ. Right. To turn, right. To, which could, be, I mean, if they ran it four times, you're going to lose. But you can bluff your way out of that. And L5R, I never had that sense of, okay, well, I, I lost a province. So I lost no one. Maybe I'll get something that can turn things around. It, it was very rare for that to happen. So, from what we've read so far, you know, if a province is broken, it just means that you get to still get the card draw. And I think that's a big fix that's really got me excited about this new version.
0: Okay, Um, all right. Yeah, and and there was a snowball effect early in Conquest, Mm -hmm. but I think that was due to, and and the three of us have discussed this offline, that was more due to players not realizing how to prevent it instead of it being an active design flaw in the game. If you had one player that knew what to do against a, a very new player, a raw player, then that raw player could very well be see snowball just woof.
1: yeah well one of the things that like early on in playing conquest for me one of the one of the big things that i had problems with was actually getting snowballed a little bit yeah and it, part of it was like i never it never actually occurred to me that i could retreat out of a combat
0: <laughs> oh yeah there you go knowing <laughs> that, that, the rules right yeah it's it's
1: it's not it's, it's it's a detail of the rules <laughs> right right that you have to keep in mind it's like okay this is not going well i can you know Regroup, you know, go back to HQ, regroup, and then you know, try it again, right? Right, <laughs>
0: yeah. right, exactly, exactly.
1: But you know, sometimes you get that tunnel vision, yep, yep. Yeah. And, and
2: Conquest was very much a reward at high skill level, it, it there was this learning curve there. But once you got it, and both you had two skill players going, it was so much fun. And you know, playing the evolution of things here, playing the original Game of Thrones, Netrunner, Conquest, and now knowing that this is coming out, I it's I can see FFG, I even a got two each new lcg they've released they seem to be building on best practices from the other games so that's also got me really excited about this like if it's anywhere near the caliber of what they've produced so far then this should be an excellent game just to play regardless of theme and story but that's the other part i'm excited about is reading more about the story and lore because everything that they've published so far i just as soon as i get off work i get home like okay and there, I just sit and I read and I love Very it. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool.
0: Very cool. So, what, um, I've heard a lot of people, old, old players, talk about this on various other podcasts. So, I'd like to get your thoughts on some of these game mechanics. First of all, the fate system, the, the idea of no aware, mm-hmm. right? That f- units are flowing in and out. Um, what do you think about that?
2: Well, one of the, uh, I don't think you guys, uh, talked about in the podcast so far. In the original game, you had a uh, experienced one two three levels of the characters so like if you had a uh, non-experienced named personality in play you could actually get like experience two that kind of overlaps and i can't remember the mechanics of how that worked but they stuck around longer and they got more powerful and you didn't have to pay the full gold cost for them to you know come out but so there's basically a way to level up your named characters exactly okay this the concept though of like you know you have to a certain amount of fate to spend on characters to come out the idea of the unit flow of the characters coming and going with you know mono no Oware, that that is just it's really intriguing to me because from what we've seen you have a certain amount of fate so you have to decide am i going to keep a character around longer or not what's going to be their role but then they go away so there's not just a, a big battle where everyone dies it's like well no they're, they're gonna they could stick around but you have control of that happening, not necessarily an opponent. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be cards that, well, you know, there's the,
0: there's the void ring, right? Which renders a fate from a character with fate, but barring that. And of course, cards that we haven't seen, Mm -hmm. there aren't a lot of ways to, you know, there's character kills, character deaths, causing character deaths.
1: Something, something occurred to me one of the one of the ring effects allows you to bow one of your opponent's characters It's the water ring right mm-hmm. as
0: there's long a, as they don't have a fate right as them. long as they don't have a fate
1: so that there's there's been a lot of discussion about well, why would you want to put fate on characters and that's right there it's uh, a very good reason why you don't want to put fate on characters right putting
0: fate on characters protects them yeah. you know right. brad or at some point in this in this data dump that they've been doing over the last 6 weeks They've that has become clear, right?
1: Between the between the Facebook live streams and the articles and the stories, it's getting a little hard to keep it all.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I know what I I am aware of what we don't know. <laughs> kind of <laughs> like I've got a list of questions that has been shrinking since those first announcements. Like okay, how does this? Like work? all how those questions in the AMA that they didn't answer. Right, <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So one of the things that I've heard is the the idea this this concern that the LCG doesn't have. Very many unique characters. Now, having been a Conquest player and having unique characters on that side of the game and having unique cards, if not characters, in Netrunner, FFG doesn't trend towards all unique stuff, mm-hmm. right? They have, you you have your swordsmith, you have your storyteller, and those are what those people are. It's its not a named character, it's a character with a role, a function. What do you think of that? I've seen a lot of mixed reaction to hey aren't there going to be more unique characters here
2: well i'm, I'm sure we'll see more unique characters because we've only really seen the crane clan and so as more clans get revealed we'll see where the, what the characters are coming but that was something i didn't thematically in the original um l5r what was kind of bizarre it was like you could have all these duplicate named people running around you know, attacking and it's like, are they clones or what,
1: what's going on? Oh, here? is that right? There was okay. something I heard. Uh, uh, there was something me- mentioned on. I forget if it was on Reddit or one of the podcasts, but something talking. There was the thing uh, a, a story element that the Phoenix Clan uh, champion was thought to be like everywhere at once mm-hmm. because, and that came out of that. That story element came out of Phoenix decks that played a lot of copies of him and had several copies of this guy out at different at different battles in different oh, provinces. Wow, that
0: would. See, that's really odd to me, right? right? Seeing a unique character multiple times on the oh, board. Oh, yeah, it, it doesn't happen. Right, yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. And, and uh, I mean, what, what was kind of cool about it, though, was an uh, example I'll give it, uh, that a lot of old players will recognize the name Toku. Uh, <laughs> okay. is Toku. Okay. just was just a ronin that really was, you know, non-unique guy that ran around everywhere. But, you know, we, we love Toku. He was, a, <laughs> he was a great samurai <laughs> that eventually played enough, showed up that, you know, he got experienced versions and got, it just, it, it was crazy what you could do with <laughs> him, but uh, you know, you could have multiple Tokus running around and it was just like, but it's only the one guy. So why, why would you want to have all of the same unique named guys running around? That doesn't make sense to me. So, you know, the, it, it kind of reminds me of a uh, game of Thrones where, you know, you have people that are filling certain roles and it's a battlefield and, you know, you might have a general there. That's where you have a named unique guy. And that that's more fitting of the mechanics of the, what I think the original was trying to do. And it seems what they're going towards here is, you know, it's a feudal Japan era where it's armies fighting each other. I mean, and, and Conquest was like that.
0: Right, 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 right.
2: You know, you, you, you guys talked about in the, in the track war sector, like t- 10th Scout Marines. Like, that's not just one. It's like a whole platoon of guys and right. they all right. die or and your, or your golf boys right. or something like that yeah yeah, yeah, or, yeah or your golf, golf boys, boys. Yeah. you have a, you have a whole unit so, of so, so i think thematically that fits more the game because you can't just have a bunch of unique single samurai running that decides the fate of a whole battle
0: right 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 that, right, that, that, that right thematically that, that's okay really so awesome. yeah yeah that makes that makes sense yeah, i didn't it does yeah it doesn't seem doesn't seem like a single storyteller should be able to take down a province right like that that would be weird I
1: don't, oh, know, maybe. So maybe. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Maybe I don't know. Depends it's, on the story. Like the well, you
1: do have the story of Scheherazade, right, and stuff like that. So yeah. you know, storytellers yeah, can, there's you know, be, the, yeah, you know, yeah,
0: there's precedent.
1: Yeah. So silly crane. We
0: we already <laughs> 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 we already know the conflict is different. But what do you think about the conflict structure, the shared turns, right? Like that. Not only does that happen in the conflict phase, but the the idea of these shared turns, because the old LCG or the old CCG mm-hmm. had distinct turn similar to how Netrunner has, but this one has shared turns, similar to how Conquest did it. What do you think about the shared turn idea?
2: I, I like the shared turn idea because uh, it allows you to, you know, see what your opponent's going to be potentially going your way and you can plan around. that. It, it seems to be a, a very strategic game, which is what I loved about Conquest. I mean, in, in Netrunner, you know, it's an asymmetrical game. There's some strategy involved there, but a lot of it's bluffing and hoping that, to god it works out for you. And conquest it, it was very strategic, very high level of thinking of I need to plan what's going to happen on planet 3 based on what my opponent's doing on their first turn. And that that's seems to be reflective here of like okay, my opponent's gonna, he's bringing out all these smaller guys. So do I bring out one big guy with a bunch of fate or am I going to bring out a bunch of weenies to try to counter them? Right, right. Uh, and and that that back forth
0: Floor. And you kind of have to hope that you have enough weenies, right? Right. Like we've talked about what we might see the first turn or two being, and if you have quote unquote weenies, mm-hmm. you might have you have four cards. They might be one, two, two, and three. Cost, right? Those are let's just say those That's are possible, the costed yeah. characters. You can bring out three of those guys with no fate, mm-hmm. right? But two, two, they, and they, three, and then they they have no fate, right. so they they're gonna go away next turn. But it does depend on what your opponent does. Maybe your opponent has three, three, one and one. What do they do? Right? So you do need to have that shared turn to determine to see what your opponent does first if they're the first player or second in reaction to whatever it is you do.
1: Well, and something else that that I, I'm sort of granted this is a little bit of, you know, interpretation on my part. But it seems like the you're not gonna know from turn to turn what you're gonna get.
0: Oh, you don't know, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah there's so there's a f- we so, saw so, so the lion card the lion card that got spoiled allows yeah. you to look at the next mm-hmm. bring right. the face one so face you got
1: up. so also extends to the the dynasty deck where you know you you're getting stuff face down into your provinces you won't know until the dynasty phase what you're looking at so okay your, I gotcha your 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 fate decisions that, that I think I think that makes the, the the fate decision you know really important because you got you've got One, one, two, three, you know, in your first flop. Is your second flop going to be four, four, five, six? Yeah. Or something like that, you know, like high cost, high uh, characters that are going to, that you can't, you can only bring out maybe one of? Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk about that more after this break. Are you your family,
1: or your friends suffering from the stresses of making the transition from CCG to LCG, are you hitting F5 on FFG's website each Wednesday like your life depends on it? Do you consistently hope that FFG will release a big box full playset because you don't want to buy three core sets? Stay tuned for how you can address these problems with one simple act.
0: All right, and we're back. So picking up where we left off, which is you don't really know the flow of your dynasty deck so you have to that there's some there's some control you have over i guess uh, of course deck building yeah. right and controlling the cost of characters but if you get your 5 or 6 or if you overbuild and you say okay I'm going to I want to have six high cost characters in here and you get all you get four of those six on one dynasty flop are you going to have the fate to bring them out yeah yeah that's that's a that's a deck building thing that I think people will have to grow into and adjust as they see the cards available, as we play the game more. Oh, yeah. And you understand, oh, huh, you know what? Yeah, I only have two characters out. And I just spent two I in my one, two, two, three in my one, two, two, three scenario, I put my two characters out, my two, two characters out with one fate on them each. I have one fate left. I pass. And hopefully you pass first and you get yeah. another fate for it, right? but you have two characters and then you leave it up to your opponent however many characters they have
1: another thing that I wonder about is what so we know that three cards are a play set what happens if you see an entire play set of something in your first, in, in in a flop on one of your turns and Yeesh. You, yeah and you don't yeah. want it. yeah the, the there's there's that random aspect that's gonna make like I don't think there's gonna be any small decision in this game what ring you choose when you're doing your conflicts how much fate you put on cards? I think every, it, it, you what, what Jason, what you were saying about it being a very strategic game, mm-hmm. I think you hit that spot on, that there's going to be a lot of major decisions from the start of turn one to, to the end of the game, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For, you know, mm-hmm. to, to, in order to come out with a win. Mm-hmm.
2: And one final thought on the, the shared turn idea, too, is uh, it helps, I, I think it should help eliminate or prevent the idea of a solitaire card game. And uh, that that's what happens with Netrunner, I think, is... You know, you can on one side just click for three credits as corporation and that's it. And there's no interaction going on. But with this game, it seems like with the shared turns, like there is interaction. You really are engaged with what's my opponent doing? How does that change what I am planning on doing on my turn? Or I expected him to bring that character out, but he brought out somebody else and then he passed. And so then that could determine, like, well, maybe I'll bring out this other character that's sitting here. Or maybe you've got something in your hand that. Can counter what he's doing. Just, there's so much more interaction that can happen there than just sitting there. Okay, you take your turn now. I take my turn, and back and forth. So that's another aspect. I think it looks like it should be a lot of fun.
0: Okay, cool, very cool. And then we have uh, really kind of an overall question, which is, what is, in your opinion, the biggest challenge that a CCG-er is going to face in transitioning to the LCG, L5R? Has there been something that's been hard for you to you know transition from what were the more difficult things I know this is kind of a hard question to answer without having played the game yeah 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 <laughs>
2: having more money in your
0: pocketbook <laughs> having more that's the best part uh,
2: that, that that's definitely the best part because I mean the transition because you, you don't need to buy uh, I, I, unless your dog binds Two or three of the same packs coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I have a problem. I'm comfortable <laughs> with that, but, but that was probably the hardest transition for me. And you guys, you guys have talked about that too. Is, you know, you you go into the store, the newest pack came out, and you're just buying one pack, and it just doesn't feel right that okay, I'm buying this one pack, and that's all the cards I need, and, and unless you want to have multiples of other decks, which is you know that's fine. But I, I've I've been per, 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 very happy with just oh I I know what I want to buy and with uh, it being clans and kind of like more like Game of Thrones is like a pack could come out and you could see well I really don't want to buy that because there's no cards in there that I could really use this time uh, I mean another
1: example right. is uh, with- so even though there are cards of your faction in there you can look at the spoiler that FFG has put out and say mm-hmm. well I can okay I know what these cards are now that are that are my faction but I don't want them.
2: Well, yeah, because what's what's great about them is they have the QR code in the pack of each pack. You can scan that, and it you can see all the cards there. But usually with the internet, it's going to be spoiled. And with the regionals tournament that just happened this weekend, the newest Netrunner data pack just hit the stores that Thursday. And I was playing as NBN and Criminal, and I look at the card, and I'm like, do I make any last-minute changes right before a tournament that I haven't tested? And I think that might be another adjustment that... Um, you have to go with that from LCG, from the uh, CCG to LCG, is, you know, the, the meta changes are more often. I mean, it's not like Magic or the old CCG model where you get all the cards at once and then that's the meta for a while because you just, it's a matter of buying packs and hoping you get the cards you need. Now it's every month about, There's new cards and and it can affect the meta and affect the gameplay and what decks people are playing. Right. Absolutely.
1: And one of the things that to sort of to build on that a little bit, one of the things that we've seen is that sometimes when a pack releases, it doesn't matter if it's a deluxe or if it's just a cycle pack, the meta shift can be tiny Mm -hmm. to almost non-existent, or it can be
0: huge. Right. Right. And and that's what I I think of that as the cog in the machine. Right. So you have all these moving parts constantly going in an lcg uh, moving parts for various deck builds moving parts for various archetypes so on and so forth what one pack can do is provide a cog that takes that connects two archetypes together oh yeah Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you have a power deck you take you take asset spam and you put one card, one more card in it, which is Estelle Moon. Yes, and you put that card, which allows you that. So you already have asset spam. You already ha, you're already playing cards, and then one card gets released. Then terminal directive is, hits, and
1: you've got Estelle Moon, and now asset spam in HB is even better. Yeah,
0: and then that single card makes what it is you were doing that was already good. It amps up the power like level. hugely powerful. Yeah, you have a you have a character in L5R, and I'm just kind of stream of consciousness hypothesizing here you have you have a good character and they're doing some strong things maybe it's a maybe it's a what was the duelist kakira kaizen that was Mm -hmm. spoiled so you have a he's doing his his job very well right and you've already got the stuff and then a card comes out over here in scorpion that makes dueling well and so crane and scorpion were working well together but they weren't very powerful so you did crane and lion crane and dragon i don't you know whatever <laughs> so but then all of a sudden there's a scorpion card over here that gets released and it's not even crane but you're a crane player and you see this and you're like holy crap that's it that's the excuse i need to go to scorpion and all of a sudden you're playing scorpion you change crane, your ally to crane scorpion. yeah you change your ally for your conflict deck to scorpion and blammo now the that funny, could happen yeah, yeah. and and, and, it, and all of a sudden you have a overly powerful deck hopefully the play testers hopefully the folks hopefully designers are aware of this right the design structure behind netrunner sorry the open design for netrunner is not the same as it is for l5r and wasn't the same for conquest conquest you ally with one and you actually had a choice of one or two right mm-hmm. you had yeah. to go with one or the other in this one you can go with any of the other six but only one of them yep yeah right and you'll you have a limited influence the, the, the influence you were ta- Jason you were talking about earlier about learning from their mistakes right so mm-hmm. 15 is the default influence point for netrunner and maybe that's good for you know the wide open influence system that they have where you're not yeah. picking one particular ally this one the 10 it seems like they're saying okay we're going to be conservative on the influence mm-hmm. and there's going to be there's well, there might be cards that come out other oh, strongholds so on and so forth that increase that influence play with that influence count but i think they're being conservative it, because uh, you know i don't know I, it seems like ten is not very much well I, right if you average two per two so influence per card that's five cards out of a conflict deck
1: in mm-hmm. in netrunner we have cards that uh, before the latest most mwo most wanted list had you know between one and five influence and now they can have with universal influence they can have up to what is it nine yeah, something like that, or eight or nine. something Well, like that. if
0: it's five and one of those five get landed on the MWO, which they won't at level three, then they'll yeah at level three, then there'll be eight influence, and yeah. that would be insane. So, right. but it seems the the cards that we've seen so far spoiled
1: uh, of the of what I've seen of the conflict cards, they they seem to only have uh, like one or two.
0: Influence. There's th- there's some threes out there.
1: Okay, so you, you've got one, two, and three influence cards on a ten influence stronghold. You're still going to have some options. Yeah, but yeah, you know, but it's def- But you're right; it's definitely restricted. It's there. they've 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 tightened it up a bit. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: And an- another thing too with that is, uh, uh, with an LCG model, a card could come out of pack and it's binder fodder. It's just people sleeve it up and you know they'll just store it away and think nothing of it. But it could be two years from now suddenly someone's gonna be like, "Wait a minute, that has good synergy with this card that just came out." I mean, with none of them, the biggest example I could think of is Wizard. No one played Wizard for the longest time, and yet at Worlds last year, that was that was ma- it. That he was that, it. Like he was the, the, star. the cut to sixteen is like almost all was Wizard. It was all Anarch, but Wizard was the most played ID. And a few years ago, it was you know he's a bookmark. You know he he didn't, wasn't used for anything. And right. that's something that with you know like with playing Magic or the old L five R, like you get all your cards at once, and then that's it. And then a new set comes out then you have the whole card pool, but LCGs are building. And so, you know, they're, they're, and, living, card they're games. living card games, and so, you know, you might not play with it today, but you will always come back. You always want to come back and like, well, what, what cards am I not playing with? Because there's, there's always going to be, there could be synergy that you're not aware of that the developers, you know, they plant that seed there. I mean, that that's, you know, what we saw with Conquest, especially in, Unfortunately, we didn't get to see it all played out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, the, the meta always the meta constantly shifting. I think will be the hardest challenge for uh, old L five R players because um, at the CCG models, is like you know the meta's set for you know this edition and that's it. And uh, another big adjustment I've had was there was no such thing as net decking back when I played. I, again, right, right, right. <laughs> and, and now it's like so everyone now just can go in a copy and paste like this is the uh, most consistent powerful deck
1: now and use it. Yeah, I love going to Netrunner DB and looking at the various decks that are out there. Mm-hmm. And there, there's a, there's one of these the the, the same guy builds them all. But there's one Elciende, yeah, Elciende. Yep. Great job, dude. Yeah, and he's <laughs> yeah, great, major problem. And he's man. already yeah.
0: he's already said that he's making he's doing an a five yeah, it's called a like five yep. rings DB or something. Yeah, like I think that. that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. So that's gonna be good. So and, having and you know, that
2: will help older players, return players, new players alike. And so keep up the good work, man. We 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 love what you do. Yeah, okay. that's awesome. Yeah.
0: We'll be back after
1: this message. Are you, your family, or your friends suffering from the stresses of making the transition from CCG to LCG? Are you hitting F5 on FFG's website each Wednesday like your life depends on it? Do you consistently hope that FFG will release a big box full playset because you don't want to buy three core sets? Stay tuned for how
0: you can address these problems with one simple act. If you answered yes to any of those questions, then C2L is for you. Just call our boards now. Five 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 NFBAED. It's not a toll-free call. We also have cost to cover and long distance is already free, so suck it up. But call today or visit our website, natbraderic.ffg.com, and we'll ship you three months of C2L for the low cost of your dignity, a small piece of your soul, and just $9.99 for shipping. If you aren't happy with the results of C2L, then you have until August 17, 2017 to get a full refund. Call now. Remember... 555-N-F-B-A-E-D or visit our website bradericnate.ffg.com Once again, it's 555-N-F-B-A-E-D or visit ericnatebrad.ffg.com Operators and browsers are standing by.
1: Welcome back, everyone. And we're we're just finishing up here and I I have one, I think, really big question that a lot of... that for me as sort of the quote-unquote lore guy is a big one. What do you think about the... Story reset.
2: Well, that's a controversial one for sure.
1: <laughs> I know. I, we saved the biggest bombshell for last. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, I personally am very excited about it because I came in. I think it was your Jade or Gold edition. So the story had already been going on. The coup had happened, and you know a lot of players already talked about the stuff. And what was great about the game was you know player influences on the story and cards. And so you know I came in stream things. So for them to re- kind of reboot things to that point I'm very excited about it because it gives everyone a chance to kind of shape the story from the beginning from probably the highlight of to me their, their storytelling I, I I love the uh, clan clue story and the day of thunder and all that stuff but I kind of go back to before that happened and um, the options that are there like you know there might not be a scorpion clan coup you know as, as you point out before Doug crab and shadowlands align should never happen I, I agree with that as, as a Naga player <laughs> I, you know I, I'm Naga and it's like you know we're, we're like well, why would you guys team up your that's that's the enemy and so to, to reset it back to that point and, to, and uh, open it up to all the new players that you know I mean those of us that play Conquest, we we haven't had a game for a year old players haven't had a game for a couple of years so it allows us to all have the
1: same entry point to the game which I think is a really good move. I think it's also interesting, and that, that's that, that's a great answer. First off, uh, I love it. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> especially the support for my Grab clan. <laughs> Considering how big the player base for for the CCG was at the end, okay, it's, it maybe never reached Magic levels, but what game has? Uh, but there's a there's a, there's a large devoted community who now gets a chance to come together again and tell these stories again. And to tell it in a different way, to to tr- and get excited yeah. about them. Mm-hmm. And get, yeah. So when when the when the when back in 95, 97, whenever it was that the the coup happened in in this in the card game, how big was the player base then? As opposed to as opposed right. to at the end. Right. So right. 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 There there's there's lots of possibility. Lots of more people have input into it. I think it could be very interesting. What's really interesting about it is the fact that
2: we're back to the original clans, and you know maybe deluxes in the future will. See my my Nagas return, um, but but maybe, maybe <laughs> but maybe not. I mean, I, I know Mantis is like everyone wants to see Shadow or Spider Clan. I I wasn't around for all that stuff, I and mean, I I think that's just kind of silly that Shadowlands would be honorable. they're they're not. They're Oni. They're evil. They need to be destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but you know the Mantis Clan, you know, being a faction. I mean, kind of like with uh, Conquest, we got to play Necrons and. You know that could be. Ooh, I love the Necrons. Yeah, yeah. You know that, that would be something that, that there's a lot of space for. But you know, just to go focus on the the, the great clans that with the reboot, and the, I think that's uh, there's some nostalgia there, but also just to really give all players, old and now new, with the LCG model being around for quite a few years, it gives everyone the equal playing base. And uh, I'm really excited to see how they take the story because you know we don't know. That's and, great. I
0: am too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're all very excited about this game. Well, Jason, thanks for joining us today. This has been a special presentation of The Art of Warcast.
1: If you would like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback, or questions, you can contact us at artofwarcast at gmail.com, via Twitter at artofwarcast, via Facebook, or leave a comment in the episode's comments section. Please review us on iTunes, it helps other Rokugani find us. Thanks for listening, and remember,
0: honor is the, the deadliest, deadliest weapon. weapon. The following is a paid presentation from AWC Productions. They are fully responsible for its content. Any opinions expressed are all of a questionable nature, and we recommend not taking any guests' advice. Okay, well, hold <laughs> on. Doug, you're not helping. <laughs> no, that's good. That's that's exactly what we want, right? Just turn my mic up. All right, all right. Okay. That's a good idea. I'll do that too. <laughs>